Welcome to the Bullshot Podcast, episode 194. My name is Jim Plackey. Uh With me is not Fish. Uh, Fish is in the wilderness, as discussed last week, although I have seen plenty of Instagram stories, which makes me believe it's not that wild. Uh, he's not going primal on us. Um, so I brought in some backup. Uh, he is the voice of Multicouture podcast, the Don't Drink Beer blog uh, the Don't Drink Beer Social Media Empire. Uh, please welcome to the show, Alex Kidd. Hey, Jim. Hey. Thank you for having me. Thanks for doing this. <laughs> uh, hopefully I have enough video game chops to carry the day. Uh, we'll see. It is a very impenetrable enthusiast podcast. It is. This is a very, <laughs> like, you got to know who Mistwalker Studios is before you come in here. Got it. Um, got it. No, yeah, you're not gonna you're not gonna be able to drop a few Tim Schafer's and then think you're <laughs> out of the out of the clear. They want the deep cuts. Yeah, no, no uh, Cliff Blazinski's here. We go deep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, all right, got it. Now I see. <laughs> I, now I see who I'm speaking to. Okay. Um. So the reason I, I thought to have you on the show as as, as co-host uh, this week is because on your podcast, uh, Malkator, on the back half of the show, you review beers. Um, and when it comes time to a, do a rating system, it's not uh, gr- letter grades, it's not numbers. Uh, you are comparing beers to a video game. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, rating yeah. by analogy. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, I don't want to pretend like I see the Matrix when you do it, but, you know, a classic <laughs> beer might be a Donkey Kong or a Super Mario Brothers or something more complex might be a JRPG. Am, mm-hmm. I, I, am I on the right track? Yeah, exactly. You know, it's, you know, depending on the merits or things that stand out about the beer that might have a, you know, birds of a feather with a, a certain video game trait. But yeah, that's, that's the gist. The gist. <laughs> um, cool. So yeah. So when I came time to think of a, a co-host, I was like, oh, let's get, let's get out. I'm sure he doesn't want to talk about exploding fruit beers any, <laughs> anymore on a podcast. Not that right. you won't have to do it again at some point, but. Sure. Um, we'll have you come on and talk about <laughs> video games with us. Um you got any like uh, early like uh, what's your earliest like memory of uh, video games seared in your brain? My earliest memory was uh, so I, I am of my first system would have been the NES, and uh, I remember that the first one I wanted so bad was we went to Montgomery Ward, which is like that's a very old timey sentence, and I wanted a, a video game system. And because I think it was like my cousin got one and he was lame and I, I could play the video game system better and seeing like Mario two blew my mind. And my parents instead bought me uh, army gear. If you remember what that, those toys are, there would be like uh, a grenade that like would open up and there'd be a car inside. They got me the army gear, like gun. That was like a whole play set. And I remember just being like, ah, oh, this is, this only does one thing, but the NES, <laughs> the NES is like infinite possibilities. And so, uh, I, about a year later for my birthday, I finally got my NES, uh, age six. And my first game that I got was the infamous, uh, uh Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the part one with the damn level and all that stuff. Uh, so, Yeah. I uh, I feel like a lot of people have that story of wanting a Nintendo and getting not a Nintendo. Um, yeah. My parents bought me a Sega Master System. Oh yeah. So that was my first. Uh, that that was my first. Oh no, that wasn't my first system. But when I wanted it, like when I was conscious enough to like know, um, I had the Atari Twenty Six Hundred before that. But that was like kind of in a way felt like i feel like adults just had those which was weird yeah <laughs> they were assigned them here you go <laughs> it comes with the lease be sure to play pitfall you could have a coleco vision or an atari 2600 yeah um so i ended up with sega master system at first but then inevitably you end up with a nintendo because you just want to play mario brothers yeah yeah of course it's so hard to explain i just want to play mario brothers you're, you're um, trying to tell tell people well, alex kid is just as good you play hanjanku Look, he gets in a little car. Do you, do you, uh, you remember that series of games? Do you ever play the Alex Kid series? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I, mo- which came on the little thing, the card. It was on yeah. a card first. The Sega Master yeah. System dark games came on a card or a cartridge, which was a wild thing. Bizarre and manufactured by Tonka, the company that makes like <laughs> the toy trucks. I, I, yeah, right, right. Uh, yeah. Did you spend a lot of time uh, in arcades? Oh yeah, big time. Uh, I was not a super athletic kid, so that was like my my Saturday ruling the roost while their kids were playing uh, 
soccer and enjoying the outdoors. I was playing like uh, Simpsons Arcade, all the beat em ups, you know, Bust a Move 2, every Neo Geo cabinet, all that. Yeah. Yeah. I I found arcades to be like, I never liked being in an arcade. I always felt like they were claustrophobic. Like I was always scared. Oh, okay. mm-hmm. I don't know, like a child scared in the smoky <laughs> arcade. Usually because yeah. it was also in a mall and your parents left you there, which was also right. kind of nerve wracking for a child who had undiagnosed anxiety. Leaving me in this dark, uh, noisy cave. <laughs> I hope you like turtles in time. That's your new mom. <laughs> Crank, Crank is your daddy. Uh, or the, the extra wide X-Men. Mm-hmm. Were, uh, still, I don't think I ever saw it. it no way six people were just playing that game at one time. There was always Dude, still two people. There's always just one guy who's like, I am not playing as Dazzler. I don't care. I'm Cyclops every time. Yeah. Um, cool. Well, um, so what, we usually start the show with what we've been playing. Um, I People who listen to the show know that I've been dabbling in League of Legends Wild Rift. Ooh, um, okay the new iPad version of League of Legends. I am officially ranked. I've never been ranked in League of Legends before. I was placed in bronze three, kind of mm-hmm. excited about it. I don't know how far I'll take that because I'm not good at the game. Uh, it does require skill, uh, something that I don't uh, always have uh, with games like <laughs> that. Um, of course, I've been playing a lot of Call of Duty. Warzone has a live event uh, coming up this week. By the time you're listening to this, it should be uh, right or it should be it's Wednesday in the middle of the day at 2 p.m. Central Time on Wednesday. Um, apparently, they're going to nuke the Warzone island. I'm just just reinforcing negative cliches about gamers not doing anything during the day. They just <laughs> assume we all have these wide open schedules. God. Yeah, um, I did. Not, I did maybe block off time on my calendar to <laughs> jump in there and see what's going to happen. Um, they they released some info about season three of Call of Duty uh, Black Ops and Warzone today, um, but nothing about what this event is or how long it lasts. I mean, it seemed like it would be weird if it started at two in the afternoon and went to like midnight because that would yeah. be quite a quite an investment. Um, and these live events typically have a queue, like you like you have to enter through the live event playlist yeah and eventually that gets jammed up so it'd be i don't know it'd be it'd be weird to think you have to sit in it for like eight hours just to watch like this probably cutscene of an island explode right which will be on exactly. youtube 30 seconds later yeah exactly um you get in any call of duty or, or the battle royale games or stuff yeah like that? so I, I i bought call of duty like a numbskull in november for p for ps4 and i didn't buy like the the reverse compatibility and so my ps4 went into my basement when like three weeks later i bought a ps5 because i wanted to actually be able to somewhat play cyberpunk uh and and so now ps5 rules the roost in the living room and if i want to play uh call of duty i have to be a literal basement dweller and that is the game that every brewer wants to play every brewer like is they're all play that game they all want to play like with me and i'm not like exceptionally good i'm like dead even like 1.0 KD ratio type of player <laughs> you know like a lot of support going on and uh yeah. but uh yeah so i haven't played like in a few months just because it's kind of a production to just be like sequestered by myself down in the basement doing it but uh i do enjoy it yeah it's fun it's always fun to like take a few years off and then come back and you're terrible and you get that like learning curve again and you're like oh i you know i love the p90 or whatever like your favorite gun is it's, you know yeah no, we, uh, yeah, we had a group of friends now who play, we play every weekend and um, we didn't do that for years. Again, like same thing. Like we, we used to play all the time when we were younger and then it's weird how like the, the life mm-hmm. curve, like we're, we, we can do whatever we want. We can stay up till two in the morning and then like, oh, and then now we're starting to have kids and like yeah. and no time for anything and work. And then the, you get on the other side of that. Now I'm playing Call of Duty all the time again. Hell yeah. Um, it's fun. Um that's but awesome. I, going back to what you said about not buying the right version, that was yeah. a huge source of confusion for my friends and I as well. Um, we're all on Xbox Series X, and we had no idea what dumb, like, dumb version of this game you were supposed to buy so you could play it on Cross-platform, either console. Yeah. 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 And it ended up being this like $70 cross-gen bundle. 
Yeah, I I wish I did it, but I'm also like I don't need another reason to have access to Call of Duty. So maybe it's a good, like maybe it's like you know, uh, it's like ordering like creme brulee or something. Like it's just a restaurant exclusive type of experience. Because if you just had those laying around your house, you'd just be eating like scorched custard all day. It's too de- too decadent. It's too you much. Want, you don't want it. You don't need it all the time. Yeah, take it easy, buddy. Uh, when I can't sleep at night, I've been playing the new Apple Arcade version of Oregon Trail. Oh. Um, okay. Which I don't know why we can't just have the old version of Oregon Trail. Like, I don't know why that's forever lost on floppy disks. Um, yeah. All these newer mobile versions that have come out over the years have been like these, they have graphics. <laughs> like, they have, like <laughs> You're walking through a town and there's a bonfire and you're like, seeing actual people get dysentery like i don't need to see people get dysentery i just want to read that someone got dysentery the modern dlc is like antifa has freed your horses due to environmental concerns you're like damn it i was so close to portland this damn damn antifa guys let my animals free Oh man, they have to spend so much of your uh, you have to spend so much of your uh, wagon space on black hoodies. And yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, but yeah, it's another weird graphical version of Oregon Trail. It's like a little bit more like the old versions, like the you know the the, the Apple IIe version. Um, but again, still like weirdly too graphical, like weirdly too much going on uh, mm-hmm. for for it to be Oregon Trail to feel like really the old Oregon Trail. And then I don't know who is playing the new Oregon Trail for the first time. I don't know who was like, yes. oh, or- Oregon Trail? You, yeah. don't, you don't say. I would love to to learn about the Oregon Trail. Oh, those those people are the worst when they're like uh, historical revisionists, like when they just discover something. Like uh, we, we saw a wave of that last year when all these people that played Final Fantasy VII, like the, the, re, the remake, they all of a sudden, they had no video gaming experience. And they're like, this one from the PS1, it really isn't even that good. And you're like, <laughs> what? Like, why are you just discovering this? And you're like, you're like taking down Cloud and Barrett. Like, this is your, this is the hill you're going to die on. The game is 20 years old. The remake, <laughs> got, the remake got announced 10 years ago. And there's been so many ports of the original version. You could have right. just... Like now, I mean, like, they don't do that to any other properties. Nobody's putting in like Silent Hill 1. It's like the fire imagery was derivative and the clouds were clearly to mask the draw distance. You're like, yeah, no shit. Why are you, why are you like just wearing these people out? I don't know. I just, those people are irritating. I think if you're going to visit an old property, just be excited about it and be like, oh, that's cool. I can see why somebody would like Baldur's Gate, even though there's better stuff now than Baldur's Gate. Not a very good tweet, though. That's not a very <laughs> exciting thing to tweet. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I can see, I can see why, I can see why this was a good game. <laughs> it's just me- measured, measured praise. It's heavily qualified. Um, um, but the game I've been playing the most uh, this week is Outriders. Um, we touched on it a little bit last ooh, week. How is that? Yeah. So, um, do do you like uh, Gears of War men who scream a lot? Yeah, I, I I heard there's a lot of screaming and I, I watched like the game ranks video before you buy and I watched a few of the other things just to get an idea of what's going on with it because I'm kind of like a uh, fool me once type of Square Enix guy just keep constantly <laughs> keep, keep getting lit up by some of these properties and uh, it looks like like you said Gears of War meets Borderlands even so it's like yeah it's like Gears of War meets Borderlands meets Destiny almost um, I don't know if you touched Destiny at all Um but you, in Destiny, you have your guns and you have powers. So it's the same yeah. thing here. Um, but the game here uh, borrows mechanics from a really underrated game that I loved um, from about 10 years ago already. Uh, Warhammer 40,000 Space Marine. I don't know mm. if you remember that game. Um, I, I remember. I never played it, though. I, I, so, I'm aware of it. Yeah, you were, it was a third-person uh, Gears of War-ish. Um, you were a Space Marine, but you didn't rest to recover health the way you recovered health is by killing things and the more damage you did the more health you recovered um so the same mechanic here you're given powers um you pick your class i'm a pyromancer so i use fire powers and as you use your fire powers all the damage you do with the fire powers gives you health back um so you don't so it looks like a gears of war cover shooter but um ben kuchera over at polygon wrote an article 
the cover in Outriders is for your enemies, not for you. Mm-hmm. And that's 100% true. You need to get into the thick of battle, which doesn't compute when you see half walls. Like yeah. we're so used to seeing half walls and ducking for cover and don't just get in the mix of things. Like you'll, you might die a couple times, but um, you do start to learn patterns and where people are at. And I'm having a lot of fun with it now. And it's got a lot of really um, sophisticated uh, multiplayer, like, like people drop in, drop out of your squad. If you open up your party. Oh. Nice. Um, and I, I'm having I'm having a lot of fun with it now. Once you learn to get in the middle of battle and start burning people uh, mm-hmm. without thinking, you just you get into a rhythm, and it's a lot of fun. And it also looks gorgeous. It's we're finally, I, you know, we've been talking about this on the show a lot, but the con- the new consoles don't really seem like a huge step up graphics wise. Like we're still not yeah. seeing we're seeing like some frame rates and some like uh, shorter loading times. But uh, Outriders feels, I mean, it looks amazing. And there's like no load times um, yeah. throughout the game. So, um, and it's on Xbox Game Pass, which I oh, wouldn't nice. have down. Yeah, I probably wouldn't have downloaded it if it wasn't on Xbox Game Pass. Nice. Yeah, it's, it looks pretty cool. It, uh, it, it was one of those things I think that could kind of like live and die by the community. Like you could, like, it, it's one of those games where you add a second person, a third person makes it insane. And four people, it's like just, unbridled chaos like if you've ever played like borderlands with a full squad it's just like what is happening yeah so i would compare i would compare it more to to i mean there's loot but it's not like the people aren't like exploding with with guns everywhere like (laughs) millions of purples and greens and you're just like constantly throwing guns away into machines and stuff there is a interesting mechanic where the better you do the the harder the world gets and you can kind of scale that as you go Mm-hmm. I'm playing on world tier two of five because I'm playing alone right now. I think if I had friends playing with me or if I had opened up my lobbies um, and had people in there, I could play it on a, a higher difficulty. So right now the loot is pretty minimal. I'm only seeing like per battle, like two or three pieces drop. Um, mm-hmm. So maybe as you ratchet things up, um, you start to see things uh, explode in a more borderlands like fashion. But Oh, nice. Um, so far, uh, really good work from people can fly. Um, if you ever played Bulletstorm, um, uh, uh, yeah, I, me- I remember that was a fan favorite. I that was that was another one of those crazy games that I I missed out on, but uh, yeah, it looked cool. Yeah, same kind of thing where you can like juggle enemies and you know you're going back and forth like that. It's got a really intense like visceral action to it. So I, I recommend Outriders so far. Um, I'm sure we'll talk about it um, as uh, as the weeks go on. Um, have you uh yeah so i'm I'm actually going to engage in something that i was just making fun of uh i i had i had never played uh any devil may cry games and i got the ps5 and on i think i got like an 89 on metacritic so i was like oh devil may cry 5 i'll check this out and you know i was aware of the properties and bayonetta and like that's that genre of game um but i guess like it took me like a few hours to realize like this is this is it this is the whole game this is like there's 20 levels of this and if you don't like the juggling and switching combat like like it's not you're not going to get some like resident evil type of puzzles like put the crest into the statue it's like you're just going from one ruined cityscape killing like one of six enemies to another and so like it was cool um like I, I guess the major the major draw was the graphics or something. I, I don't know. Maybe I don't know if you're a dedicated adherent to that genre, but I, I thought it was fine. Like now I now I at least can articulate some sort of perspective on it. But it's not something that I'd be like that. That's not what I came to this show to be like. This is this is the one I got to tell everyone about. <laughs> right. Yeah, I've never been the skill based like action games are not games that I'm typically. Like we talked about earlier, it's still skill based, like, uh, you know, like timing your buttons and like that kind of stuff. Yeah. I, I typically don't get too into. I usually have to play them on like easy. Um, so I try, I try to, I kind of avoid them. Devil May Cry, I've only, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a franchise that I've only dabbled in. I, I've never, yeah. I don't think I've ever owned, owned one of the games. I've played demos. I remember like Devil May Cry 3 had like a, a big demo, like back on Xbox 360. Um, I remember downloading that to give it a try. And and again, just being kind of like turned off by the skill aspect of it and not being good at it. I was turned off by the fact <laughs> that I was not good at it. Yeah, I, I, uh, 
that's uh, like like what happened with me in that game braid where i'm like i'm i must be too good for this game because i'm not enjoying this but like uh yeah also totally inconsistent uh like there's there's some sections where you're fighting like lucifer there's all kinds of crazy stuff going on you're you're absolutely murdering people and then like in the intro screen scene it's like devil may cry depicts people smoking please do not smoke <laughs> like you know it's just like is this a badass game like and then like you're like, is this is this character like supposed to be some lovable foil that says corny stuff, but they know it's corny, or is it like non-ironically presented as like he is a badass and you should seek to be like Dante? Yeah, yeah. Know. You also get into trouble with like uh, translation issues with those games too. Where yeah, you're not sure if it's supposed to be like ironic or sarcastic or funny. Yeah, um, or deadly serious. Um, I think you see that, like, I think like you mentioned Bayonetta, that game seemed like it was supposed to be humorous. It's so ridiculous. Um, yeah. Yeah. Over the top. So maybe it was trying to like make fun of games like Double May Cry in a way. I guess. But um, so th- that was, I don't know, that was like a little like 20 hour romp. That's, that's not what I was really focusing my time on. Um, more recently, uh, since it just came out on March 30th, I absolutely just barreled through um as you can tell, I'm a console scrub. And finally we got disco Elysium. So I got that day of release and just absolutely bathed in that for like 30, 31 hours. And that's, that's pretty much what I've been up to up until recording. I beat it just last week and, uh, Ooh, so good. Yeah. Um, that, that game, I didn't, yeah, that game I didn't play, uh, unfortunately. Um, but it's good to hear that you got to dump so much time into it. Yeah, it's uh, it kind of has like this Lucas Arts uh type of it, it double fine insomniac sort of thing where you're like you're picking up items and kind of rubbing them on people to get reactions and lots. The whole game is dialogue. Like, there's no specific like grinding or stat increases. Uh, but it's so immersive in how much writing there is. Uh, like just within like the scope of the game that you can literally be a garbage police officer. You can be a do good cop. Um, but one of the issues that I ran into is I got into some instances where there were like major missions that I could not turn in because they were glitched and like the dialogue box just would like never go away. And so you'd have to like hard quit. Like there's this, there's this section in the game, like this isn't a huge spoiler or anything, but like, if you, if you do as a cop, if you do recover your gun, it makes certain things a lot easier and I could never recover my gun. It would just crash. And so I was just like, I guess, uh, I guess this is like a, one of the difficulties I'm going to have to like play with. And so I just kind of played the game with these weird, like there's probably like three or four of them that shaped the narrative where it's like, you're the type of cop that has to do this because you can't do the other option. So kind of frustrating. Yeah. It would be a bummer if that got ends up like you, not just unique to you, but something they patch later. I got <laughs> that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. That gets frustrating. Um, something I didn't touch on was I, I'd been playing Gears of War five. Um, oh, and I, I've, I, so we talked about, you know, on the previous episode, talked about it. I, I find that game to be weirdly glitchy. Um, I've been uh, having problems with it. Um, I gave up on it for now. Um, I don't know. Gears, Gears five. I gave up on for now because it's just like weird having weird moments. Yeah. Like I'll fail uh, something. Did so, and this is my own ignorance. How did the series like really escalate after four? Because I played one, two, three, saw what four was about. Um, is it kind of the same model, more the same if you liked it in the past? Like, did it really change in any meaningful way? So, four feels like four feels like more of the same. Five, yeah, um, gets like an open world section. Mm-hmm. One of the acts is like an open world where you can kind of go off, you're like on a skiff going through some ice and snow. Uh, yeah. ice snow planet and um you can go like hey there's an optional thing over here if you want to do it i ignored it because i'm just you know the game's a year and a half old already i'm just trying to get through it um right. and then you also have this like robot that flies around with you now and you can send that robot off to do things for you mm-hmm. um attack enemies bring you ammo so they threw in like there's there's definitely some like they've they've added some stuff to it um beyond just the like hide behind this wall shoot those screaming guys Hide behind mm. the next wall, shoot the screaming guys. Ch- chainsaw uh, that guy. Yeah. Yeah. Ch- yeah. So five feels five does feel like a step up, but 
I, I'm, I was having nothing but problems with um, enemies not being counted as being killed and having to restart huge like waves of enemies over again. And I was like, I, this is not, this game's being like really unrespectful of my time. <laughs> I need to move on. <laughs> oh man, um, you just reminded me. Speaking of a game that is really disrespectful of your time slash a series that will just chew through your time. Uh, I, I was, uh, because as you may be aware, the PlayStation 3 store is closing in July. And so there's like some purchases that I'm trying to buy because it's literally the only platform you can get them before it closes down. And so um, I was uh, playing persona four and it was emulated improperly and i lost like a 33 hour save oh, file no <laughs> and so much of that game is literally like walking through the palaces and like sc- scrolling through so much dialogue it's not like a fun exciting thing to replay but um so i've been uh like re- restarting that and like chipping away at it to get up to the point where that it's new again because i i want to actually enjoy it and i was halfway through but yeah well, that's actually a perfect segue into the news. Awesome. Because um, our first news story is that Sony has announced that the PS3 and PS Vita stores are no longer closing. Um, oh, what? <laughs> yeah. Oh, perfect segue. <laughs> perfect segue. Uh, t- man, that is a podcast, uh, 10 out of 10, perfect segue. Um, and I don't know who is mentioning it, which I think is by law you have to do. Yeah. Um, so as, as previously announced, uh, Sony was going to close the PS3 and PS Vita uh, digital storefronts. That is no longer happening. So feel free to download PS3 and Vita games at your own leisure. Well, all right. Back, back to my <laughs> other productive things now that there's no ticking clock. <laughs> now that I but, don't have to download Uncharted Golden Abyss. Oh, God. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, well, so that's crazy. So there, what, what, first of all, maybe you can explain this to me. I don't know if you, this is in the scope of your expertise. Why, why are there so many things that are just gated behind the PS3 as a platform that like you just can't access? Like, was it just licensed to that store or it's so stupid that I have to keep this thing hooked <laughs> up to like a modern TV? Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, that's a good question. I, I got to imagine you typically, if it's not a Sony, if it's not a first party thing, it's probably, um, um, it's probably got something to do with licensing, you know, like I said, especially if it's first party, it could also be emulation. I'm not sure the PS4, uh, download, but down digital games, I worked pretty well on the PS4, right? The, you can download a PS3 game, no problem. Or was that, or was that, or was that kept through PlayStation now, the streaming service? Is that how you played PlayStation three games? It was. And that is also ridiculously terrible because it's all <laughs> tied to your, like I, I tr- for example, I tried to play silent Hill two through that service and it is so choppy. It, it actually made silent Hill two terrifying because you had this like <laughs> two second lag to your tank controls, which made it like disorienting and super nightmarish. But uh, yeah, if you want to play these old games, you're bound to this emulation, which is how I lost my save file in persona four or the, the PS now service, which is like, if it's anything that has like latency, like you can't you just, you can't play those types of games. You'll die. Yeah. I mean, it's wild to think that we have so much infrastructure in place for the internet and streaming games is still like a weird pipe dream. Um, another news story uh, today, uh, Xbox has announced that you'll be able to do um, game streaming via browser and well, mostly through browser um, because they won't, um, Apple won't let um, them put a, a native app on um on the app store so to play streaming xbox games on an ios device you're gonna have to use safari which is um okay interesting Mm. but again like you're saying like these services like playstation now i don't remember on live um uh yeah that that doesn't exist anymore right no 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 that was okay it's like like the bush administration (laughs) era (laughs) Yeah, I mean, but it was it was an exciting um, exciting um, technology. It seemed like it was really promising. It seemed like our broadband. It'll be you know we we all have twenty megabit megabit broadband. Like it'll all just work. And the fact that it's still choppy and weird. Um, I did get on in on the beta for the Xbox streaming when it was on iOS, and I played Halo Two uh-huh. um, for like an hour, and it works. It worked fine. So we'll see. We'll see if this hmm, new Xbox service. Well, that's, that's cool. Well, good. 
Good, good to know, because uh, not only do others those persona games, but there's also, since I'm such a, a beta casual, there's all the real Shin Megami Tensei games that the real elites play, not this, not just the casual stuff that I dabble into. Um, so, yeah, good. That's good news. Yeah. Um, Nintendo had a, an event uh, last week. Uh, one of the things they announced is a Nintendo Switch Lite in blue is coming out on May 21st. So, mm. If you really want to collect all the colors of Switch Lite, or now, you don't have is that, one, is that one dockable, or is that one no, you can't dock it? Yeah, this is the handheld version um, okay, that only yeah. plays games in yeah, handheld mode. Um, there's so many weird rumors about Switch lately. About there's going to be a Pro version, like a 4K version. Yeah, um, I, I don't know. And then to introduce a new color on May 21st seems. Like it's hinting like that might still be far away. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Switch still sells so much hardware and software. It's always weird when people are like, every time a new Nintendo system comes out, within two weeks, someone's like, I heard there's going to be a better one. And you're like, how? Yeah. Why would they do that? Also, so. they move so much hardware, and like the entirety of their success is built almost entirely on their software. Like, is there anybody out there who's like, I need 120 FPS ray tracing for Animal Crossing. I want to see how fast these turnips can fly. Like, no, it's not, it's not those types of properties. I'm sure there's some, but like that people aren't buying like a, a Switch to, to consume that type of content in my experience. No, I think some really hardcore gamers get into like, man, can you imagine Mario at 120 frames per second if you <laughs> yeah. pinpoint accurate? But it's like, but they're already so good at like, making mario be a platformer that works at any like hurts like i don't know why yeah i don't know why you think that it needs to be in like 4k uh, <laughs> yeah it's weird um so uh part of the nintendo event was uh announcing a bunch of indie games um the big one to come out of there is that oxen free 2 will be out this year and it'll be on switch as well as steam um mm-hmm. so if you're into the I know Oxen Free was a pretty critically acclaimed game, so people are pretty excited. There's a sequel coming. I got. I uh, I do not know what Oxen Free is. It was Let's... like a story, pretty story driven indie game, like you know, like a buddy thing. I didn't. Let's I didn't play this. it either, but people were very excited. Eighty one made a score. Uh, yeah, it's. I mean, it's, it seems to be pretty well received. I guess. Uh, I guess I need to get my switch credibility up. Yeah. Get your, uh, get your, get some, get some uh, hours in the breath of the wild. Yeah. A game that, uh, a game that I only play, I've only played for 15 hours since it was released four years ago. (laughs) Collect collect all 900 Korok seeds (laughs) so that my virginity Horcrux can be complete. Nobody will, will, will dethrone me. I, yeah, I need to start that game over again because I, I pushed through it real hard. I was like, I'm going to get through this Zelda game. Like, why are you trying to push through an open world Zelda game? You should probably take this slower. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's not something you really need to consume. There's like four temples in Ganon. Just take your time with it, buddy. Slow down. It's not, uh, I, it's, it's like a union job. The work's going to be there. <laughs> just, just take it a bite at a time. There's no platinuming. No. Can you, you can't platinum. Breath of the Wild, right? Do they have a, an equivalent? There is no achievement system at all, I don't think. Yeah, I guess. I was going to say, that's that's just one of those ones where you're just super dedicated. Yeah, it's old school. I get to, I have to tell people I did something. They can't just Wait, look it up on my profile. I thought, now I'm thinking about it. You know that like, uh, you know, in Z- you know that game, there's like that pervert island where there's like a Cyclops, you're like, <laughs> Uh, and like you it's kind of like a metal gear solid type of section of the game like yes the per the pervert island part yes. the pervert yeah pervert island where you gotta like do unspeakable things to this sleeping cyclops um because cyclopses can't provide consent famously um but no <laughs> it's travel exactly or that's a giant sorry bro bandic nan or how yeah. do we say that but uh no i, I Cause I remember there's like a, I thought you can get an achievement for doing that. Like having never gotten caught or am I just like imagining that? I don't know. I'm trying to think of it. I guess, I guess achievement when I think of achievements, I'm thinking of Xbox, right? Like, like it I pops share. up like a, and says yeah. something. Uh, maybe hmm. you just get an extra item or something, but for some reason that sticks out in my mind, but um, I don't know. I, maybe this is just comment bait to get people all lit up in the comments. Like, yeah, like uh, Alex, why'd you even have him on the show? 
yeah we're gonna get a lot of pushback on the zelda talk permanent yeah. island yeah. uh <laughs> All the, the lore actually that is a, a it's an archipelago <laughs> as an isthmus off the side of a hyrulean cape if he knew it is not an island <laughs> like, you're like all right fine it's pronounced pervert <laughs> it's pervert it's part of the hylian lore uh <laughs> And the the Cyclopses are not understood to be perverts on that island. They are there independent of the judgment of the people in Korok Village. Gira Miramoto is quoted as saying, <laughs> Pervian Island. Uh, yeah, exactly. That's the, the, the quote is very uh, ambiguous. It has localization issues. It says that they have, been, <laughs> they have been banished there for their interest in feet. They are only interested in feet. The Cyclopses are shamed by the local communities for their intense one-eyed interest in all things foot-related. Uh. I don't know how we, we recover from that, but uh, <laughs> uh, last week we talked about uh, E3 is coming back. Yay! All right. Um, it's going to be an online only event. Uh, and the, uh, Ubisoft is the first company to uh, put their uh, stake in the ground. Uh, their event is on June 12th at 3 p.m. Eastern time. Um, we can expect uh, probably more news on Far Cry 6. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people want to see this new uh, massive Star Wars game, massive uh, team at Ubisoft. They work on The Division. They're working on a Star Wars game. Um, people seem to be very excited about what they could be doing with that property. Um, Ubisoft, do you remember the first time you had to climb a tower to oh. unlock part of a map? Yeah. And then jump into some hay? Do I yeah. ever? Yeah. Yeah, Assassin's Creed. I was uh, uh, that was a game that I was like really into. Like when everyone else was like, "No, Assassin's Creed actually sucks." I was like, "No, you wait. They're gonna make another one, and it's gonna be better." <laughs> yeah, you'll see. Uh, yeah, I, I play. I played one through four, and uh, like I, I really enjoyed all of them except for three, not so much. But uh, but four, I, you know, I was I was dri- I was driving around. Uh, interesting myself with sea shanties as gen z is so fixated on 10 years ago your boy was already hitting the high seas in the caribbean and uh, i forget you you would get to upgrade and it's it's kind of like its own little like side thing but yeah. uh yeah i but you lost I, me a little bit with the boats with the pirates yeah. thing but yeah I'm still into it yeah it was it, that was that was a fun time but then like when i started seeing like uh, everyone swears by odyssey now even though when it first came out it was like kind of controversial for being buggy and repetitive mm-hmm. but now now all of a sudden it's like a media darling but uh i to, i just know what i'm getting and sometimes it's going to be like my call of duty purchase where i'm like ah, i haven't gone done what like a fetch quest or you know like a checklist map based type of game um and you just go and you get 50 hours out of your system and uh yeah it, it, those those look cool but uh, I am holding out for um, Assassin's Creed Gilded Age, where uh, you you basically grift land and you perform a series of railroad deals. Uh, <laughs> a right. lot, lot of behind the desk sort of assassinating going on, but it's it's no less important historically. Yeah, sending if one train leaves this station at eight o'clock, and the <laughs> yeah. train leaves at seven, and what time will it hit the assassination target? I think that would be good. <laughs> you have like a you have like a, a one shot Derringer, and you run up on Rutherford B Hayes. <laughs> this is for the Teapot Dome scandal. You you rap scallion. <laughs> you know they'd work a they'd work and they'd work a Back to the Future reference in there. That'd be the Easter egg. Yes, you know, Doc would yeah. be in there. <laughs> yeah. That's what, yeah, taking the train, taking an old timey train. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. But no, that sounds that sounds cool. Ubisoft, um, you know, always always a powerhouse and making things that are cross genre appeal and printing money and uh, offering all kinds of in game purchases. I'm sure, and still making Watch Dogs games for some reason. <laughs> yeah, no one seems to be that into them. Um, I know. Also, the other thing to look forward to with the Ubisoft event is we could see Beyond Good and Evil two or wow. two finally, maybe. I mean, we've seen we've seen it now; it exists, but yeah, um, still, um, still not released, still unreleased. Beyond Good and Evil—that's the first person uh, Friedrich Nietzsche shooter, right? Yeah, yeah. You go, you go to cost NPCs and ask them about ethics. 
Classic, totally classic. <laughs> okay, good. One, yeah. one I understand why it's taking them so long. It's really tough. The gameplay <laughs> aspect. <laughs> Did I unravel uh, all that philosophy? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, also, people will be like, this new host jokes too much. We're here for the news, not all this sidebar improvisational comedy. I'll, I'll watch Wayne Brady if I want that kind of nonsense. I would say we've almost done more news here than we typically do on an episode. Uh, oh. <laughs> yeah. We're okay. usually usually just off the rails by this point. Nice. Okay. Um, so this is good. This is good. We're on track. Um, uh, Amazon, a company who can seemingly do anything, um, cannot make a video game. Uh, they started video game studios like seven years ago. They have a massive billion-dollar Lord of the Rings TV show coming out, and the wow. MMO that was going to t- tie into it is canceled. Damn. Um, they couldn't come to an agreement with Tencent, um, the giant uh, Chinese conglomerate who owns a lot of video game studios now. Mm-hmm. Um, so Amazon uh, w- was working with a studio that then got bought by Tencent, and then Tencent was like, oh, we're going to milk Bezos for everything he's worth. Uh, and they were like, nope, never mind. Are those the guys who made Shadows of Mordor? Or that the no, one where like no. you, you fight the tiered orcs? You know what I'm talking about, that game? Yeah, yeah, no, that was a Warner Brothers game. Um, oh, okay. I forget what studio exactly made that one. Um, but this was like, this was like a, a, a totally other different studio where they were like known for making computer games, MMOs. Um, and they set them on making an MMO to tie into this TV show that Amazon's working on. And, and now it's just gone. Okay. Well, geez. Yeah. It's, it's something that can and should exist. And it's just like, nobody can come to an agreement. Yeah. It's not the first Lord of the Rings MMO either. It's just like, yeah. you just think that with all the, this is like the sixth canceled Amazon Studios game. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, so just like, even with all their power and like wisdom, they can't make anything happen. Um, that, that is that is weird. And it's like, the, for all of like the, the licensing acumen and all the things that they have access to, it, it seems like something that is a natural fit that would print money. That's like, I'm assuming subscription based, like MMO. You probably like come cost- with your prime prescription subscription. Yeah. Within Mordor. Like, it's like, we are going to the subway eating fresh. <laughs> like what? Tolkien never wrote about footlongs. Maybe um, they could have just did skinned you have- Death Stranding and you could just yeah. be an orc who has to deliver packages. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Just like and then you get all the way across like the countryside and fight all the race. And it's like, oh, you delivered three cans of lemon pledge for seven dollars. You're like, it's like, how is this profitable? <laughs> like these quests are terrible. Uh, did you ever play that game? Um, uh, Edith Finch. Or the I forget it's called like the life of Edith what remains Finch. of Edith Finch. What remains of Edith Finch? There, there is a, a section of that game that I imagine would be like an IRL Amazon video game where it's like this guy works at a depressing, boring uh, fish head cutting off plant, and like he ends up killing himself. Spoiler alert: if you haven't played this <laughs> fucking like nine year old visual novel, it's like sizzling off the presses. But that's like what I imagine if when you said Amazon is making a game, I was like imagining I was like, oh, very, very self-referential are we, Mr. Bezos? The life it's of like the Amer- factory. It's like that America's Army game that was used as a recruitment tool to get people to work for the or to join the army. This is just to get you to like drive an Amazon van. <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah, exactly. It's like inside the game, it's like it's a, a fail state is like, if you try to join the union, it's like, Oh, nobody wants to join the union. You lose all your money and experience points. And so everyone who plays the game is like, man, unions are the worst. I would never want to be in one of those. I was level 10. And then every time I logged in, it docked me a level. <laughs> yeah. Constantly just bureaucratic. They're just constantly all up in my, my coin satchel. And for what? I have good communication. <laughs> The open door policy. We had an open door policy. Yeah, exactly. Um, but no, that would be cool if they made that. Um, because I imagine that like Amazon has such like crazy infrastructure that it would be relatively cheap and ubiquitous and integrate with other stuff. I'm sure just because that's how things go. That'd be. I'm here for it. 
I'm sure all the Echo devices would be tied into it somehow <laughs> in my house. I'd just be like, you should log on to the Lord of the Rings game. Oh God. Jim, you're not Jim, you're there's a new cloak to download. It's 99 cents. <laughs> your whole house has that energy of uh Pre- <laughs> Preston Garvey. Another settlement needs your help. You're like, I am making breakfast. I don't have time for this. <laughs> Another settlement, please. Yeah, that'd be that'd be uh yeah, it'd be kind of wild if like every once in a while Alexa is just like, you need to log in. There's a someone needs your help. Your friends are online. Yeah. Your friends are dying in Middle Earth. <laughs> As we warned, there is an in-game event. Orc foot fetishists have overtaken Mordor. Oh, no, no. They made it off the island. They made it off the island. Oh, God. Oh, man. So, um, of course, we couldn't uh, end the show. If anybody who's been listening to the show for 12, on and off for 12 years, um, knows that Fish and I are, um, of course, Apple fanboys. There is an app. By the time you're listening to this, there, you, there will have been an Apple event. Um, they are going to apparently announce new iPad uh, Pros, which use mini LEDs, but also make the iPads thicker. Mini, technology terminology is meaningless. Uh, mini LED, I would think to mean thinner, but apparently we're at thicker. Um, I'm, I, there's a lot of stuff. Fish and I will cover it next week. Uh, but, uh, you know, uh, if you're listening, um, check out that Apple event. We'll talk about it. I'm excited. Uh, hopefully they'll announce a new Apple TV. I need a new Apple TV, Alex. I need a new Apple TV. Um, mm-hmm. My 1080p Apple TV will not cut it on my newer 4K TV. Um, I need all that resolution. As we discussed. Um, so when you dock and you are playing Animal Crossing... <laughs> You can see the extreme violence that Mr. Nook enacts on his wage slave, penniless residents. Do you get into uh, technology stuff like that at all? Like, do you, do you carve out time in your day to watch the Apple keynote? I, the problem, I used to do that, but the problem is it makes me want things. It makes me want all kinds of things. And I am like the type of person who will just research something into the ground until I'm like, well, I've researched it this heavily. I need it now. Like, whereas like in my ignorance, I was fine. Like this, ha- <laughs> this, this happened recently. I have like a, I have a TV. It's just like a 60 inch plasma from 20, 2012. It's fine. It's a 10. Fine. But then uh, once I got this five, I was like, what is OLED? What is UHD? And I start looking at all this stuff I don't have. And I'm like, I really am an idiot. All these years, all these nice things exist. And here I am not having nice things. How could you not have Dolby uh, Vision? Yeah. Uh, uh, Then it also unseats my previous fantasies. I had this Vizio that used to tell me it was 240 gigahertz refresh rate and it was fake refresh rate. It's like they insert black frames to try and say that it has a faster refresh rate. So I've been living a lie with my... With my latency and refresh rates. You need to throw these poverty TVs away and get, <laughs> yeah, get some new TVs. I know. I know. So, um, but yeah, I do, I do look into that stuff, but again, I'm like a neurotic person that will just keep, keep clicking links and like researching and then fa- fantasy shopping. And like, you know, I, I, I did that with TVs recently and I had to be like, stop. Cause then it's like, if you give a mouse a cookie, like, is my receiver optimized? Like, is my receiver optimized for the TV I'm going to get? Like, you know, it's, it just goes and goes and goes. You need those up firing speakers to do the Dolby Atmos. It's a lot of yeah. tabs open. You get a lot of tabs going. Like, and then you need a new computer because it can't handle all the tabs being open. It's like one of those memes where it's like, uh, like my teeth with four cavities and my car with the check engine light watching me go into a bottle shop. Or, you know, like, it's just like one of those memes where it's like makes fun of people's like crazy priorities. Like those, those dudes who will, who will own all of those crazy things I just talked about, but then like not have Spotify premium. We're like, like, what is going on in your life, dude? How are you listening to ads? <laughs> or they're not- still torrenting. Yeah, yes, exactly. And that's, that's not poor shaming. That's priority shaming. That's just like bizarre <laughs> bizarre structuring of life choices yeah yeah i'm um, so so excited to check out that apple event um and we'll talk about it next week um final uh, video game news story is something that's uh, very deeply personal to me um if you have an xbox you know that games will download in the background but if anything else is open it throttles the download which is the 
craziest thing. It's such a dumb, it's a flaw. Like that's a design flaw. It's not helping anybody. Um, the new Xbox update that is out um, as of now, it'll take the next two weeks to get to everybody's Xbox, suspends games when downloads start in the background. So mm. finally, um, I won't have to Good. like go to play Call of Duty and it needs to download 80 gigs. Um, and it, I'm like, why Why hasn't it been doing it this, this the whole time? Oh, it's because Fortnite is open. Because my kids <laughs> were playing Fortnite and they left it open. Dude, that that ha- I mean that happens on PlayStation as well, particularly in those Call of Duty games where the updates are insane, like so so huge. Like there'll be times because like my real my real life job is I'm a lawyer, and I'll be like, oh, finally, like everything is done, my <laughs> legacy is secure, and it's like 11:45, and I have like a, an hour and some change slice of of time just to pl- like I can get a few match, and then you sit down to play, and it's like system update or some you know some update that you didn't foresee and you're just like oh man like i guess i'm I guess i'm going back to the ogres on that island <laughs> yeah so i'm happy to see that they they fixed it i don't i think they thought it was working as intended but uh, enough people finally complained which is which is good good um, good but that's that's it for for the show this week uh thanks for thanks for coming on alex um hell yeah we, we did it. Um, uh, I mentioned your podcast a few times, uh, Malt Couture, um, a hybrid of be- beer talk and comedy. I don't know if you want to like sell it better than that. I'm yeah. Sure. Uh, if if you liked all the, the tangential kind of wackadoo stuff that you just heard, it's basically like that. But uh, with beer related stuff, uh, myself and two other comedians from L.A., we take the rarest beers in the world and we rate them we play games we just had a peanut butter cup tournament where we took 21 peanut butter beers and drank them last night which is just absolutely horrible idea uh but we did it and we ranked them all march madness style um but yeah check that out that's um on app you know you can find it wherever you get your podcasts uh malt m-a-l-t couture c-o-u-t-u-r-e and you can find me on instagram at don't drink beer with an s if you want some beer memes and really deep uh, esoteric beer knowledge and beer reviews uh those would be probably the two best places to check out my stuff yeah um yeah thanks again for coming on um i yeah i i don't i, I don't know how to end the podcast with anyone but fish so uh uh thanks again alex um for hanging out with me what does he and, well, what uh, does he do what what does he he just yells at me until it's over. Oh, sorry, he, sorry. Yeah. He just, he's just like, he just like he demands that it be over. He's like, we're done. We're done here. Why, why do you keep talking? Um, so thanks so much for listening. Uh, and then once, and one, again, uh, check out Alex's podcast, uh, Malkator. Check out Don't Drink Beer, uh, one of my favorite websites on the internet. Uh, it's where I learned a lot of my beer vocabulary uh, <laughs> when I was first uh, learning to taste things. <laughs> Fantastic. And now I just drink Topo Chico hard seltzer. So none of it matters anyway. (laughs) Mission accomplished. All right. Thanks, Alex. Thank you. Bye, everybody.